0: It only took two and a half years since the purchase of my Xbox Series X to start paying back on its investment, as this November has seen more more than one great RPG hit gamepad. Welcome to the Thirsty Mage, a video game podcast focusing on RPGs and positivity. I'm David Lloyd, and here with my co-host, author of the recently released book, A Game in the Life,
1: Jordan Rudick. Now here's my 30 seconds to get my plugs in so I don't have to keep talking about the book all, all episode because we already did that we just recorded an episode on a game in the life uh, last week so if you haven't checked that out uh, there is a podcast episode uh, of the Thirsty Mage on our feed uh, all about kind of the genesis of the book how it came how it came about uh, and David and I doing some uh, reminiscing as well the book is available now uh, in ebook form. Um all over the place, but it is recently, has recently been added to Amazon uh, and Google play books. So you can check it out there as well. Uh, Physical book still uh, dated or date to be announced soon. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you can go to the and your book uh, link is prominently in the, in the center for those uh, trying to figure out. And it, that link pretty much sends you to all the versions of it. So yeah, it gives you all the,
1: all the options that are available
0: right now. That's right. Uh, But yes, this episode is devoted to we're taking a look at uh, what has transpired in November. We've uh, it was a lot busier than going into November. I I, I really didn't think it was going to be that busy uh, of a month. But uh, as always, uh, things take a turn quickly, especially when you start discovering some RPGs you weren't expecting to play and having a good time. Uh, We're going to take a quick peek at December and then we're going to start some preliminary Game of the Year discussions.
1: So, Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. November's funny because you've got Black Friday and I think that this one, because there were so many big releases spread out through the year, not everything kind of there wasn't this big build up to November like we've seen in previous years where everyone's kind of waiting, waiting to see what's coming in October, November. This year was kind of like, OK, we know there's going to be a few more good games those months, but we're still playing Baldur's Gate 3. We're still playing, you know, Octopath Traveler 2. We're still playing games from earlier in the year or kind of getting to those finally, you know. That maybe the November releases were a little bit more muted, so that's it's kind of tricky. Even Wonder was was October, and so you still had people playing Mario Wonder, and then maybe maybe skipping out on one of the November releases. So it was a uh, just it, that that happens in, in a year filled with good games that some of the normally big months maybe look a little bit more subdued in comparison.
0: Man, we had a lot of uh, decent games that came out in November. Uh, a few that were devoting. Actual uh, full episodes too, like in Stars and Time. Uh, we have an upcoming episode on that one. Plus, uh, in the new year, we'll be talking to the the developer of that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have uh, an episode planned for Star Ocean Second Story. I know my playthrough got uh, hijacked by a couple games, but I'm still uh, chipping away at that. I want to go nah. back to
1: that as soon as I'm done Mario RPG because that, that was the game Mario RPG was the game that made me drop Star Ocean just because like I, I wanted to play Mario RPG at launch with everybody else uh, and Star Ocean I kind of got to a point in the game where I thought it is it is reasonable to jump here and I can
0: come back and it should be fine so yeah we'll, we'll definitely
1: do a full episode on that
0: too mm-hmm. and we are going to do a full episode I'm sure at some point on Super Mario RPG but why don't we start off with the, that that's probably the biggest uh, the game to come out in this November so why don't you Jordan, of the two of us, you're the only one playing it, so yeah, <laughs> you, know, yeah. you have to tell me uh, how how faithful and, and how well is it uh, playing so, it on Switch?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm. I I think I'm going to come off sounding more negative than than I am, just because I already loved I already loved this game going in. So there's a lot of reverence kind of behind the scenes, I guess. It is painfully faithful, like faithful to a fault. Maybe like yeah, this is probably the definitive version of the game. Uh, although they have changed some of the names of the bosses or characters. So if that's something to that kind of ticks you off, you might not like that aspect of it. But they've, they've added a new difficulty mode. They've uh, changed the combat mechanics a little bit. There's a meter that builds up that uh, allows you to store up like a super attack that you can take into boss fights. Um, when you do timed attacks really well, you not only build up a combo meter that l- makes future attacks and defenses more effective but it also allows you to do damage to multiple enemies. So you might be targeting one, but maybe you do a hammer attack on them with Mario uh really well and then a wave kind of reverberates out from the your target and hits all the other enemies on the field. So that's kind of it's kind of fun to maybe take some of the kind of basic attacks and just make them a little bit more effective that way i i i've I've gotten quite far i'm I'm already at uh returning to Bowser's keep uh which is you know the last kind of ten twenty percent of the game uh I'm gonna go back and probably complete a few more of the side objectives and stuff like that but yeah it it it's it looks beautiful i think I think it's fantastic kind of from a visual standpoint i think the re the remixed music uh or remastered music is is awesome I was a little bit worried about like oh no i I like my original one it's so good. There's no need to, you don't need to change it. I, I, I'm, I haven't switched back. I haven't, I've been trying to check it out. All the new music. I love it. I think it's great. Um, I'm going to be listening to that just as much as I listened to the original versions of the, the soundtrack. I don't know if this is experience talking. This game is really easy. Like it is, it is <laughs> dead, dead easy. Even on the, the, just the normal difficulty, you would never need to scale it down to the story mode one. Um, there are some spikes that pop up every now and then you might run into a boss fight and it's a little bit more challenging, but again, th- there's just things in the game that I don't remember being in the super Nintendo version that make it a lot easier to play. Like if, if one of your allies is, is down you that you, they will get a turn where you can switch someone else from your, uh, your back row into the party. Again, the, 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 combo meter that builds up like that, that's making your attacks more effective. And then you can use the super attack, every combination of three characters, uh, you know, Bowser. Peach, Mallow, Gino, and Mario. Every co- a different combination of three yields a different uh, super meter attack. So it's kind of fun to bring in different ones. You know, when you have Peach, they're a little bit more defensive or healing oriented. Mallow, Gino, and Mario, it's it's specifically a single target attack. So it's a good one to use on bosses. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely feeling very nostalgic playing this. Rem- I hate to call it a remake. It, it feels more like a remaster. Like this is strictly like a, a visual, uh, you know, audio kind of upgrade to that rather than strictly gameplay like the gameplay if anything tells you that it's the same the script is the same the script is like a hundred percent the same aside from a couple name changes it's funny to like be reminded of like or you know get, get into a scene and be like i know what this character is going to say next and it, it's kind of corny and like you you do have that a little bit of a vague memory and then it comes out exactly the same way and you're kind of a little bit like oh they didn't they didn't change that at all like okay I, I i'm not i'm not i'm not complaining about it it's it's like i still i still love this game i just it's just funny i m- maybe expected a little bit more to be going on under the hood Uh but yeah for, for what it is like if if you've never played this game I, I do still think it's a fantastic rpg it's very short for an rpg like this is this is a an 8 to 12 hour rpg right like even if you are really taking your time the the dungeon areas outside the towns aren't very large um Enemies, because you don't get into a battle with them unless you encounter them kind of walking around, uh, there are no random encounters. Enemies can be avoided pretty easily. You don't really need to grind. So for that reason, there's there's not a lot of reason to get into extra encounters. There are, again, the, the, a, few, a couple more things added to this version that uh, I don't think were Super Nintendo version. Uh, apparently in the end game, there are you can re, refight the bosses so I'm looking forward to getting to that. I'll, I'll have more to t- more to talk about that later too. David, what have you been saying about this game online? I know I know a bunch of people we know have been playing it and enjoying it for sure, but I don't know what what buzz you've kind of been picking up on.
0: Well, the the, the thing I heard was that it was extremely easy, uh, and I think that was one of the things that turned me off initially. Was like oh, is it like the, if the difficulty is that low, uh, I I don't know if if this is something I want to play right now. Uh, the second thing that turned me off was that Square Enix wasn't the one working on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's almost funny the in the sense of Nintendo wouldn't even say who the developer was for the longest yeah. time. Like I know there was some controversy online. I think it was like Rebecca Valentine was trying to figure out you know who the developer was, and basically had to like no one would would say anything, and you had to finish the game to to see the and credits to find yeah, out it was Art yeah. our, our Piazza, I guess. That's right. Yeah. And it, that also might be the reason behind why nothing's changed. Like mm-hmm. I won't, like obviously I- I'm guessing Nintendo probably said, you know, handed them the reins and said here, you know, make us a new super Mario RPG, but you're not yeah. allowed to change anything. Like, like a, which is, I don't know. Cause when you look at some of the re- the remakes that Square's doing, like, uh, you know, it, it's not just, uh, like you said, it's not just a new fresh coat of paint, and here's the same experience. Like, they seem to be trying to. I don't know not every title is getting like this huge makeovers, like mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII or Star Ocean or, you know, the upcoming drag, Dragon Quest Three or whatever, but it seems like they're. I don't know. Square doesn't seem for some of these titles, at least they don't, they don't seem like just copying the exact same game from before is enough. Like they they seem to be wanting to add something like even the, the pixel remasters, like, uh, you know, the, the final fantasy six, uh, you know, they added in uh, a full orchestra of, Mm -hmm. for the opera and stuff, like where they, you know, something like that, where you're almost tempted to not, change anything <laughs> yeah because <laughs> like, it's already it's already
1: so fantastic and everyone remembers it a certain way
0: and everyone's gonna flip out if, if you actually do any you know yeah so like i could see that like, you had incentive just to leave it the way it was but you're still like no we can make it better and we can do it without making everyone mad
1: mm-hmm. the funny thing about art piazza they, they've worked on a lot of games that I, I think we like or at least that we've played right dragon quest 11 s echoes of an elusive age they worked on it looks like specifically the 2d mode which i played the game through in and i thought that was great R- romantic saga 3 and 2 both games that I, I i was very interested in especially romantic saga 3 the i think the ds one of the ds versions of uh, an original dragon quest game i think dragon quest 4 dragon quest 5 as well it looks like like it, it, these are these are well well made ports but that they, they are they're, they are ports they are versions they are kind of not you know, full full titles, I guess. So this seems to be like their biggest undertaking. So uh, I wonder if this is like their opportunity to maybe do something more major down the line. You know, they there it is again, more visual, uh, a little bit of gameplay adjustments. But if this game does well, I could see Art Piazza getting more. You know, maybe a bigger project down the line after after what, uh, if this one can be successful. So. Yeah, but you, you got to do those litmus test kind of things, right? You have to like, you know, a smaller studio like that. Maybe, maybe they've been around for a long time, but they haven't have really had the reins to take on something major necessarily. So this this could be their opportunity for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, and the funny thing too is, is like I'm like looking at their list. They've almost worked exclusively with Square Enix titles. <laughs> so it's <laughs> like, but as far as I can tell, Square Enix wasn't involved with yeah. with the Super yeah. Mario RPG remake. Like the the Nintendo's. The he seems to be the publisher and so it doesn't seem like they've put uh you know uh, their hands on it at all so it's funny yeah, that yeah. like is this art piazza uh, branching out on its own now or is it just the thing where nintendo is like well these guys have worked on Square Enix games before, and they seem to know their stuff. So we'll we'll just give it to them, sort of thing. Like, it's, I mean, that
1: that makes sense, right? That they they know they've worked with Square Enix properties before. Let let's give them another one, but then more, working more closely with Nintendo this time. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. We'll, well we'll talk about the game more I mean I do I do want to finish it you know and probably com- end up completing most of the side stuff and then you know, maybe we'll we'll revisit Super Mario BG at another time but I I am into it I I, I am kind of progressing through it pretty quickly and, and it's still there's still a lot of fondness for that game yeah
0: Uh, So I got a couple games, a couple Game Pass games, as I alluded to in the intro. Uh, One that I'm working, one that I don't know if I'm going to play much more of it. I'll I'll start with this one. So it's Persona 5 Tactica. So this is a a day one Game Pass game. And this is basically a tactics version of uh, Persona 5. So it's got all the same characters uh, as well as uh, a a new original character called uh, Arena Uh, I think I pronounced the right E-R-I-N-A I've heard them say the name but it it still like goes in one ear and Mm at the other but it's supposed to be from what I can tell it's like a 30 to 40 hour game I think I'm about 7 or 8 hours Well, maybe not that much maybe 5 or 6 hours into the game because I I would say that I'm nearing the end of what I assume is going to be the first dungeon of, of a few like so there's I guess the kind of general overview is it's funny cuz there's a lot of times where the characters just kind of dismiss what's going on like oh well things are you know things are happening what can you do but it's you know the 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 group I th- it takes place after the events of Persona 5 and uh it takes and they're the team is kind of hanging out in Leblanc and all of a sudden they're just sucked into this universe which is not in the in the metaverse necessarily or w- mm. whatever they call the uh well, I can't remember what they call the I think it's metaverse but they're not in the world they're usually in so that's kind of the explanation as to why their personas aren't working like the way they should like Joker mm. doesn't have the ability to uh take on any per, any demons like it's it, it just Arsene and and you can there's a sub equip you can have two two personas at any given time but one has to be arsen and uh they're they're dropped into this it's it's almost like tokyo it's like this little kingdom with all these so there's all these buildings and they're surrounded by a castle and the character is this it's very reminiscent of the persona 5 bosses where uh it's a woman and it's not clear who she's who she is if she's like some kind of real life person and it's a personification of their attitude or something, but, um, she's this woman who wants to get married and the, the game starts off with, they get dropped into this area and she brainwashes everyone, but Joker and Morgana. And, uh, so, so it's just the, you the two of them and arena comes to, to save, you know, those two from being brainwashed as well. And, and basically the first, the entire first dungeon is just you, uh, trying to get your friends back, like trying Mm, to break this, the spell that this demon uh, has over them. So we, I've been going through different levels and I think I've probably played about 10 or so, but, uh, the, the best comparison I can make for this game is like Mario Rabbids, but less interesting Mm. because (laughs) it's, it's like the, so it's basically the same thing. It's like, you're, you're on a little battlefield, there's characters, uh you can do physical attack you can use your gun or you can use your persona uh the persona has like the magic meter so you can only do so many sp you know so many moves per per match they do their they're kind of team attack or whatever is if you knock someone down the the three characters can form a triangle around the down character and everyone right, else that's that. within that triangle can also be a, will also be hit with this attack and, um, so it's, you know, it's, it's all right. The tactics part is fine. Like it's there, there is demon fusing sort of hmm. <laughs> the, the demons, the demons are collected by gears that you find out, out and about, uh, but they don't tell you you're collecting the gears. So, you know, they, they explain the tutorial of like, okay, here's how you fuse a demon. And it's because like, I I had two gears or whatever, and each gear represented a demon, so then I fused one, and I'm like, "All right, I guess I got nothing else to do." So I went a few levels, and I'm like, "I'm not getting any of these gears. What's going on?" And then I mm. went back, and I had like ten demons in my inventory for some reason. Oh gosh! So I'm like, "It would have been nice if somebody had told me that the the you just randomly pick these things up." Mm. So so I you know do a little bit of demon fusion. Uh, Lavenza gets sucked in. Like there's a velvet room. She doesn't know why they're there, but she's helping to fuse demons the the main big nose man that uh, whose name's escape me he's not there though uh, Igor Igor yeah he's yeah. uh, which makes sense because Igor's voice actor passed away but mm-hmm. i don't know the like the environments are pretty pretty bland like there's really nothing like there's a few obstacles to kind of hide behind on the battlefield but the battlefield itself like when i think of persona you think of like how how uh like the, the dungeons are so stylistic, like you're you, you see all this neat architecture and all these like crazy designs and everything. And then you play Tactica, and it's like, well, there's some there's some bricks, there's a flower and oh, you're hiding behind uh, boxes like there's mm-hmm. there's nothing really to look at. Like, you know, the UI looks nice and, <laughs> and the menus, of the course, yes, as, as, nice. it, as, it, as it would if they it, didn't change anything, yeah. it just kept it kind of good. the same. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you got that, but I don't know The I, I'm just not, not feeling the, uh, the aesthetics, uh, in, in world and, mm-hmm. uh, and the game's pretty easy too. like, it's not, I haven't really come across any real difficulty yet. I'm just playing on the normal mode. I guess I could have turned her up, but you know, I, I'm playing the way that the devs intended. That's yes, how I put yes. it.
1: So now you did you play persona five strikers or is this your first kind of taste of like this persona five spinoffs?
0: No, this is my first persona five spinoff.
1: Yeah, because I, I know people liked strikers. I I couldn't get into that either, and I'm I'm concerned that I might not be able to get into this game either. I was gonna I was gonna pick it up a little bit later, um, but it sounds like it's just a little bit empty and and maybe yeah. lacking some of that charm. And uh, yeah, I don't I, I I don't need another tactics game. I think that I think there's so many that I, I I've kind of not completed as much as I could. So to pick up and to add another one to the pile that maybe isn't doing a ton of special stuff, maybe not something I would against. I do want to hear Paige's thoughts. I think she is playing this game as well. So uh, I'll check in with her as well and see how
0: her playthrough is going. It's just kind of fine. I guess. Would yeah. Be the... <laughs> yeah. Like for an exp for I, I'm glad it's on Game Pass because like I wouldn't have want I wouldn't say spend $90 on this. But sure. I mean, if you've already spent 15 and you got Game Pass, it's worth giving it a go. Yeah, give it a try. Sure. But speaking of Game Pass, one game I did enjoy and I just finished up, I think it was about a Seven ish, eight hour ish playthrough. Uh, was it the RPG Thirsty Suitors? Uh, I had kind of heard about it. I think I might have seen uh, some trailer in a direct or a Sony State of Play or something because uh, I know it's on other platforms. But it was uh, again a day one uh, Xbox game, and I-, I was blown away. I couldn't. I was, like it, it. This is. Uh, I joke that it's like one of the few time based. Uh, attack games that I actually enjoy like uh, I fell off sea of stars because I the, the, like part of partly because I just happen the time everything is just uh grates on my nerves it just kind of takes me out of it uh, but it's a very similar it's not I guess the battle system not similar but it, it does have a lot of like hit a at this point hit x at this point so it's mm. so I, I guess I would say I'm putting up with it but yeah the the whole point of the game is is uh, you play as the main character Jala and she has kind of an inner monologue that's in her brain that that's it, but it's manifested as her sister so she kind of has this voice in her head that's helping her uh cope with the the situation she's in 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 this where it's so she's i guess she's like in between high school and college, like high school's over and she should be in college, but she doesn't know if she really wants to be there. And she's from this small town and um, she's from an Indian family. So so there's like this a lot of cultural like family ties and stuff that, that's mm. intertwined in the in the story. Uh, but basically uh, what it is, is that she was like kind of a turd in high school <laughs> where she dated a bunch of people and broke all their hearts and then kind of left town with this other other girl and uh, you know disappointed, like just kind of left everyone high and dry. So they were, they were all kind of like heartbroken that she just didn't want to cut off all contact with them. And the game starts off with her on a bus back into town because the girl she ran away with broke up with her. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's pretty much the entire game is just kind of her going back to meet these old exes of hers and basically uh, kind of bearing the hatchet, I guess, like yeah. explaining, you know, what what happened, like her side of the story back in the day and, and coming to terms with the fact that she didn't handle any of it well. And so it there's a like, little
1: bit like the anti Scott Pilgrim or something like that, yeah. going back to all the exes, right?
0: Yeah, well, it's good it is a good uh, comparison because. Mm. It's very stylistic, too. Like the first guy she runs into is like this guy that she it was. I think he she it was like a grade school crush or something. And she didn't even really date him. But she, this guy has had a crush on her forever. Yeah, yeah. And and he's like this exaggerated like he's like he's ripped and he's got all these crazy clothes. And he's like a dance instructor now. And um, they have this battle. Like so all the battles are kind of like the, like a, a psychodrama, they call them, where it's like it's clearly like happening in their mind sort of thing so they they turn into these crazy like larger than life it's almost personish in the in the sense where the where they have these power new powers in this in this other realm or whatever that they go to when they when they fight and then at the end of the fight like they they make up and then you kind of develop the relationship as you go on like you know the the first guy you kind of come to terms with will have different quests that you do along the way as you're coming to terms with the rest and there's like one main uh, person that that she dated on and off like a few times. That's kind of like the the end. And I, I won't I didn't I didn't really see the the final boss coming. I guess I should have, <laughs> but the character that it is, is, is it's not who I thought it was going to be. And I don't, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if I should spoil it because it's it was kind of a neat like, oh, like uh, that, that's neat. And it was a very <laughs> heartwarming finale. I mean, I
1: think this game kind of just so, came out as well. So I I, I think there we can have a little bit little more yeah, time passed pass before.
0: Yeah, like uh, it's only been out a couple weeks and I, th- I don't even know if it's been that long really because I'm pretty yeah. sure I played it pretty quick. And yeah, I, th- I think there's going to be a lot of people discovering how good this mm-hmm, game is because mm-hmm. the, the fights, again, the difficulties on the lower end. Like I never really had any difficulty, especially as the game goes on because like you are leveling up and I found it got easier as time went on. Yeah. Um, I mean, it have, doesn't doesn't seem
1: just from looking at it and hearing a little bit more about it, that it's it's meant necessarily for like hardcore RPG fans. Right. Like This is yeah. it's definitely kind of doing something a little bit more unique or novel with with and just those mechanics are part of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely about the story, I would say, because there's because there's all that. But then she's also a skateboarder. So there's like a Tony Hawk esque version. Mm. Like you, you, everywhere you go, you're going by skateboard and there's like a very simplistic a trick system where like you're grinding and doing all the tricks and stuff. And then I, I didn't really get into it, but there's like a point based system where you can take on people too. And in, in these like scoreboards, high score things for, for the, the skateboard skills, which uh, I don't know. It was, it was fine. Like it was fun to play it, but I, I don't think I would devote any time to it, but yeah, yeah, it was definitely like the humor was hilarious. Like the, this game is just, I was laughing all the time. Like it's, mm. it's hilarious. Uh, and um, there's like there she's connect there's like there's all the subplot of like connecting with the youth in town, too, uh, because they're like younger siblings of the people she she uh, had had things with. So like they didn't they don't like the young people don't like her either. So there is also this like animosity between her and these young kids and stuff, uh, which has like hilarious results. And there's this guy, guy who's like trying to start a cult with all these young kids. And he wears like this old uh, bear costume. So you never mm. like see his face or anything. And the the summons there's like persona style summons, but they're her, they're her family. Like she has a summon where she summons her mom and the mom like grows like, uh, like Kaiju size and like oh, hits yes. someone with her, with her um, sandal. And then uh, her aunt, her aunt is like a, uh, a fitness guru so you could call her in uh and she like gives you buffs and stuff like you do this workout thing montage hmm. like there's just so many details in it that are that are incredible and like a very colorful game like i really dig the graphics and everything and the music was fantastic so
1: i mean if this game flew under anyone's radar in in again in november that's entirely possible because there have been some big games that did come out um and some good smaller ones too. This is probably one people want to go back to or make sure they make sure they don't you kind of let it pass them by without taking a
0: closer look for sure. Yeah. So yeah, this is definitely worth it, especially if you have Game Pass. Like it's, hmm. it, it's worth it. Like it's, uh, like I said, I think it was about seven or eight hour playthrough and there was still some stuff uh, that I could have done. Like I did some, uh, most of the suitor side quests. So it's, so a lot of the story stuff I got, but I, I like I said, there was like, a few skateboard-related things, and I think there's a couple subplots with a couple smaller characters that I didn't do that I could have. But and then the whole time, like the uh, the I the ran. There's no random encounters, but there's like the the uh, kind of like minions or whatever. The 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 smaller battles that you fight, or the, <laughs> your the the character's grandma has put your profile on like a. I don't know, like some kind of matchmaking thing. So, mm, yes, so there's yes. these men that are coming to the city, trying to make her, her, their wife. Oh gosh. And so, so she's fighting, fighting these uh, suitors. Like, I guess that's where the, the name comes from, right? The thirsty suitors. Cause they're, they're like these guys that are like, Oh my God, you, you, you look way better than the profile. And she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, my grandmother did what?
1: And, uh, Sounds very contemporary. Like, this does feel like yeah, something could happen in 2023, right? <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, cooking mini games and uh, every, every, like, every day ends with Jala going back to her house to, she watches uh, TV with her dad and then her dad, like, carries her to bed. Like there's so many family stuff that's, that's really
1: sweet and just getting a a bit of earthbound from you kind of describing the family a little bit, right? Like the family kind of having this pivotal role for the main character.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. And then, and then even the, the exes that she comes to terms with, like if you, if you, there's other uh, side quests that you can do for them. And if you max out their relationship, then they become, like persona, like uh, summons, hmm, so, nice, which which have their own hilarious uh, animations and stuff. Like it's it's great, but yeah, definitely would uh, recommend it to anybody.
1: Hmm.
0: But uh, before we get to our game of the year discussion, uh, I I was taking a look at December and it's it's looking kind of bleak, <laughs> and that was before the Eleven Bit Studios game that I was looking forward to got delayed to to uh, February. But I, I I've never played this game, but it seems like the biggest game that that's likely coming out in December is probably going to be Dragon Quest Monsters. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Jordan, yeah. want you? I know you. I don't. You said you hadn't played the demo, but I, if you know, like even like a general overview, of what kind of game this is? Sure. So
1: I, I have played a Dragon Quest Monsters game before, uh, maybe even two of them. So uh, when I got my pocket, um, analog pocket, I ended up. Um, playing Dragon Quest Monsters 1 and 2. I played a little bit more of 2, probably put about 10 or 15 hours and uh, never never finished it, but I did enjoy my time with it. So think of like Dragon Quest crossed with Pokemon, and then I guess maybe leaning a little bit more towards the Pokemon side rather than gyms or anything like that. There is kind of a main story that you're going through. Maybe some uh, great evil has kind of come to the land and they're trying to take over and you're trying to collect these monsters so that you can fight them. I don't know a lot about this uh, third. I, I guess they're considering it. This is Dragon Quest Monsters 3, I think. Uh, the subtitle is The Dark Prince, so they did drop the number, which makes sense given that this is a series that's kind of maybe been, you know, not either flying out of the radar or just hasn't had an entry in a long time, maybe since the DS, uh, unless there were some uh, 3DS games that uh, I don't know about or maybe didn't leave Japan uh, but yeah, December first, so we're, we're pretty close to this one. Dragon Quest Monsters: The Dark Prince. Uh, there is a demo now. People can check that out, see if it if um, if it strikes their fancy. Uh, there there hasn't been a lot from the uh, screenshots and videos that we've seen that's totally sold me on this game. I, I don't think it looks particularly great, and the truth is, after Infinity Strash, you know, one of the worst games I played this year, I'm a little bit apprehensive about another Dragon Quest spinoff. And I, 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 with full confidence, I think this one will be better just because I think that the Dragon Quest Monsters games are pretty fun. Just their, their loop is an interesting one, I think, especially if you're into Pokemon. But, uh, I, yeah, I am a little bit more hesitant, I guess, with anything that's not a mainline Dragon Quest game. I I do need to kind of see this and see what impressions are and reviews are, uh, before I pick it up. Uh, I, I have, I have downloaded the demo. I've been hoping to pick it up. It just hasn't, hasn't happened yet. Uh, but if it if it is anything like the first two Dragon Quest monsters games, I think were on um, or uh, on Game Boy uh, or Game Boy Color, like th- those are enjoyable. They're fun. Um, I know there were a, some other spinoffs, maybe on uh, Game Boy Advance and stuff. Uh, it's not a, not a series I'm intimately familiar with, but uh, I do I do respect these games. I, I like the idea of going back to some of the old ones. So uh yeah i'm hoping the for the best for this one uh a december 1st release doesn't always bode well does feel like it's kind of a game you're just kind of putting out there obviously they don't want uh square enix doesn't want this game to uh come out in january because that's (laughs) when Final seven uh (laughs) remake part two is coming out so that's obviously going to be uh the, the talk of the town for the start of 2024 so this feels like one you're just kind of just getting out there but you know if it scores above like a seven or 7.5 average, I think that, I think that's good. Uh, and, and would, would still be one. I'd be interested in, uh, giving a go. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, David, I don't, I don't know where, where you stand on this one. If it's, if it's one you're picking up at all or, or looking at a little bit more closely.
0: So far, it's going to be uh wait for a sale. <laughs> wait for I, Game
1: Pass or a sale.
0: <laughs> to see it. Yeah. Like it just, I don't know the, I'm not sure. I heard somebody talking about like, and I guess you could tell me, like, the the characters, like, it is Pokemon related, but you don't actually get to pick the moves, right?
1: Mm, uh, so that's true. And that, that was true of the the games that I've played as well. The the characters kind of do maybe one of two or three moves. I'm trying to think if there's any way to change her or, or sway that in any way. Uh, no, that, I, that I kind of turned so. me
0: off a bit when I heard that. So that's yeah. why I was like, yeah, maybe... Like it's square, so I'll probably pick it up eventually, but I'll probably just wait for a sale. It's an obligation buy for you, not a, <laughs> yeah. not a Square choice. Nix was really tested my obligation buys with that Adventures of Die. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't, Did that one not I haven't come paid to... money for that. Yet. Did
1: that come to Game Pass? Like that felt No, like a...
0: no. The Square Square, I don't know if it sounds like there's some kind of deal like Microsoft might be working towards some kind of a bigger square partnership, but it's not there yet. Like there's still not, not that many games available from square on game pass. So,
1: yeah, I mean, I know they did some of the old final fantasies, right? I thought that might be the first domino to get more of them on there or or other series that they work on, uh, on game pass as well. But I guess they're still uh, in progress with that uh, plan.
0: the, The last I heard was like, there was that, thing with phil spencer where i think like final fantasy 14 is going to be on xbox series x mm-hmm. and and they were alluding to like the this is the beginning of like a new partnership or something but that it's would be like big like... yeah that'd be really big it's, it's not the first time we've heard that though, so. well i mean to be
1: fair i guess he's been so busy with the uh the acquisition of blizzard activision or Activision blizzard that uh now that that's finally done i, I imagine spill uh, phil probably has more time for for other partnerships or other deals to happen so yeah yeah
0: so the one one game i was i was going to look forward to was i don't even know how to pronounce this game but it's called uh, the the Th- thaumaturge?
1: thaumaturge. 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 It's T H A U. So, <laughs> yes. You know, have at it. Have at that beginning spelling of a
0: word. It's that's yeah. a tough one even for me. That's that. That one's for Rich. Uh, st- so it, this is a story-driven RPG. It seems like I don't know if there's like a whole lot of. It seems like you just kind of make choices and it and it kind of leads to a story. But it looks kind of neat, and I like Living Bit Studio games. But the problem is, is that they've delayed it to the week before final fantasy seven rebirth oh, and no. that's you might as well just like that's a death sentence
1: yeah why, <laughs>
0: why? <laughs> like i i know they wanted to clean it up and and make it good but like that's just a bad time mm-hmm. yeah and it's difficult right because
1: obviously you do want to delay a game and you don't want to delay it too far because then you've got all these people excited for it and i i suppose it's a little more crpg ish right so it, it is going to yeah, we have it have its own separate audience i suppose but
0: yeah, yeah.
1: any type of rpg you probably don't we be want to. you probably don't want to put it up against a final fantasy let alone like a big name one yeah yeah um the last game just looking forward to december and these are all kind of early december releases i wouldn't be surprised where they, they were i suppose <clears throat> i don't know if we're going to get any more games announced it's possible game awards sees a shadow drop or two something around there that's early december as well um but the, the last game born of bread. So born of bread is a, um, a 2d ish kind of RP 2.5d kind of RPG, uh, very much just paper Mario, the thousand year door, right. That That's what this game is with, with, uh, the same type of humor, the a really, really nice visual style. Um, a, a little bit, I mean, it still has that paper craft uh, element to it, but, uh, just just kind of, I was playing it on my uh, on Steam uh, for a demo. Uh, you can read my demo impressions on uh, Nintendo World Report. I kind of published those a few weeks ago. But yeah, December 5th for Born of Bread. Uh, I think fans of Paper Mario, a Thousand Year Door uh, will dig it for sure. Um, it seems to be doing a lot of the same things. The demo that I play is only a couple hours, so I don't know how things are going to go. The combat felt a little bit slow to me. But the, the characters in the world seem really interesting. Uh, and it's one of those ones where you kind of want to talk to everybody because the humor is definitely there. Um, so if the the co- if console ports are good and uh, uh, it, it's able to um, uh, maybe get to generate some good buzz and good uh, reviews around launch, uh, that will be one to, uh, to keep an eye on for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: going to wrap up the episode with our uh, just kind of preliminary game of the year discussion. So uh, I know the topic has become contentious and the debates have gotten ugly. So this year uh, at the Thirsty Mage, instead of doing the rank list, which I think we've done in the past, Mm -hmm. uh, we've just decided that no, instead of like ranking the games, we're just going to say, here's our top 10 games for the year. These were the ones that stood out I'm sure some of us have them ranked in different orders than others, but essentially we were kind of in agreement that the, these ones stood out abo- among the rest. We've all, we've and, all had a
1: say in like what these 10 games are going to be. And we, we didn't yeah. all have to agree on them, but like, I think there's, there's like a, an element of like, yeah, I, you can see that. I understand that.
0: Yeah. I, I see what you, and uh, I should probably say up front, they're not, they're not all RPGs. We're going with the top 10 video games. Hmm. Hmm so uh Most, jordan, just mostly one,
1: rpgs as you might expect yeah, that's right <laughs> yeah.
0: so yeah like we're, we're not gonna get too deep into this uh maybe just to mention we'll talk about it for a quick minute but uh the two games that we're ready to announce are final fantasy 16 and diablo 4 so jordan why, why don't you tell us why diablo 4 should have been on this sure 10, 10 uh, yeah i
1: i think i think diablo 4 is easily a, a top 10 uh game of this year for sure uh, very long awaited right this is a game people have been waiting years for almost a decade for the the gameplay is rock solid like it, it is it is super fun to play just just going through the story from like level one to 50 or 60 or something like that it is very enjoyable the cinematics are excellent The the skill trees are interesting. The ability to kind of change up your build, change up how your character plays. Like it's all very kind of just easy to do, very accessible, approachable. Um, It's rolling a new character. The the seasonal play feels like they are building something that can be enjoyable for years to come. So I think that the fact that this game is going to have some staying power, it sounds like we're getting the, uh, we, we talked about this a little bit, uh, we were kind of, Casey and I were kind of guessing when is the expansion going to come? It sounds like they're aiming for the end of next year. So uh, uh, potentially a, a new class, a new area. Uh, it looks like we're going back to an area from Diablo 2, which is really cool. The the jungles of Karast, I think it's called, uh, which I believe is Act 3. Uh, so that's really fun to kind of go do another blast from the past, uh, blast from the past kind of thing, which which Diablo as a series seems to be known for. Right? They they do revisit old areas and uh, old characters and stuff like that. So yeah, I think the fact that this game around launch like everyone was the, people were playing it to the point of being burned out. Right, like you were so into it that you just kind of got sick of it. And I don't think that's the game's fault, necessarily. I think that, that you know, it, it's just kind of the way that people can consume things nowadays is, you know, mm. oh, I'm going to take a week off, I'm going to take a weekend, I'm going to play 30 hours this weekend. Like, <laughs> I don't know that that's super healthy, but yeah. I think it does speak to how engaged you are with this product, you know, and it, it you know it's up to the people making Diablo 4 to find a way to keep people coming back to it. Uh, and again, so far with the seasonal content, the uh, season one maybe wasn't uh, a big hit but season two seems to have captured people's attention and they are doing good things. Uh, this week, in fact, they, they've got a a bonus EXP event. So you can get 35% extra experience points uh, and gold from uh, just, just from playing this week. So uh, I'm hopping on tomorrow. I've been playing kind of pretty regularly every Wednesday and Sunday for the last few weeks and may do something similar going into the, the upcoming seasons. You know, yes, there's a battle pass. You don't need it. I, I think that, it just adds kind of cosmetic value if, if you like that kind of thing. I I don't know if the end game is good, but I don't care. Like for, for me, like this game doesn't have to be like a get to level 100 and there's so many fun things to do. Like does a game after 100 plus hours have to be fun anymore? Like I don't, I don't know that I think you've got your value. I think you've got your money's worth, right? You have yeah. spent your 60 or 70 dollars. and and you're not forced to pay for the online necessarily right i I suppose you suppose you are if you're if you're playing on on playstation or xbox but yeah i i I think this i think diablo 4 is just a lot of fun very solid polished enjoyable uh it's it's a world that i kind of keep going back to and playing different characters still feels engaging to me i'm still having moments with this game particularly in multiplayer where like we're trying to take down a really hard boss and you get it down to that sliver of health and then it knocks you out and you're just like crushed, you know. So it's it's still producing those fun uh RPG dopamine uh in, in fueled kind of moments for us. So yeah, Diablo 4, definitely uh, one of the best games of 2023 for sure.
0: Yeah, and for Final Fantasy 16, so that was uh, definitely me pushing that one. Um One of my favorite games this year. I, I won't get too detailed because we've had at least three episodes that I can remember uh, on, on the game. Uh, probably more uh, than that. Uh,
1: I can only recall. Three I mean, that, that's traditional for a Final Fantasy a new Final Fantasy game. Like just wait till uh, Rebirth comes out next year. Probably yeah. have, you know, be like eight in a row.
0: Six. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but uh, I would say that Final Fantasy 16 may not have been the game everyone wanted, but it was the one PS5 needed. It was uh, a visual treat. It, it showed just what the PS5 could do. Music was incredible. Performances were incredible. It's a game you have to feel. I don't think it's a a thinking game. It's a feeling game. So if you like destroying crap, killing everything that moves, you know the things that I that I take dear and near to my heart. Uh, it, it did everything, all those things well. Uh, it was running on pure adrenaline the entire game. It had a it had a bit of an abrupt ending. If you were only like. A, said like when you're 30 40 hours in you know the 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 journey was the fun and the the problem the only problem i had with the ending was not knowing it was the ending <laughs> if i had to, if i had realized like mm. this whole sequence of events was was the ending then I, I probably wouldn't have it wouldn't have felt as abrupt as it did but yeah i have to say yoshi p did a good job uh and you know looking forward to what what Yoshi P is uh, going to bring to us next and with Square Next. Do you
1: think that this is the direction that they're going to be going for Final Fantasy Seventeen? You know, goodness knows when that's coming, but is it going to be a little bit more action-focused? Are they going to kind of maybe, in response to some of the commentary about this game, like maybe go back more to the RPG side? Or is that is that just the domain of the remakes, maybe? Like all the remakes are going to try to maintain a turn-based element, and then it, it, the mainline games will be... They're going to keep experimenting with action combat.
0: I think they're going to stick with the same action combat. But I think one of the things that turned people off was that the leveling up was inconsequential. Mm, (laughs) Like, It it really didn't mean anything. Like the numbers just didn't mean anything. So we might see them go back to like a a more defined skill tree. But I think Final Fantasy is always going to be an action game now. It's just the way the way the youngins want it. Yeah. Yeah, fair. Like yeah, when you look it, at all it, the it, biggest games, like Spider Man and Ragnarok, uh, God of War, there, like these are all the way these big games are going. Like you know, it's also what Sony wants, and they have this very deep partnership with them now. So,
1: yeah, I mean, it, it can't be understated the fact that you know this being a console exclusive, you feel like yeah, whoever it the, the, who ha- whoever has the that right to uh, release the game, like they're going to maybe dictate a little bit about what it looks like, or you're going to expect that it similar to other games on that platform and so you, therefore it being a maybe a better fit or something like that Yeah, I think there was some chatter about the game maybe underperforming or not maybe a, a Square Enix they always have the highest like expectation <laughs> yeah. of these games it's ridiculous you know if it's not no, the greatest no the
0: number one selling game of all time it did not perform well Na- name
1: a game that's lived up to their expectations in the last three years like maybe remake I don't even maybe. know like yeah, yeah. It, it's it's very tough to, to to appease their numbers guys but yeah, this is a game where I, I... Every time I see this game on sale and there are some kind of deep, like almost 50% discounts for Black Friday, I'm super tempted. I'm just like, I can't yet. I still have all the other games to play. But like like through gritted teeth, I've been saying no to this game lately. Uh, but I'm, I'm getting... I know I that I'm getting close to picking it up and trying. and hopefully over the holiday break or uh, maybe before remake uh, part two comes Christmas out, gift. Put it on your wish list. Yeah. Yeah. It would be, it would be a good Christmas gift to get and maybe play around New year's time. Uh, that'd be fun. So yeah, I I'm, I'm excited. I, 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 you know, I've heard you kind of sing the praises of this game, David, and it, it has become more interesting to me for that reason. Uh, and I think I just need to see what all the buzz is about. You, you said it's a field game. So uh, it is I guess it's one where you you kind of have to just do it yourself to to know how you feel about it.
0: You have to feel Clive's rage.
1: Yes, yes, that's right. Yep. So I think that'll take us to the end of this episode, where we shared some thoughts on uh, November games that have that have come out uh, that we're probably going to talk about in more detail soon. Uh, the uh, maybe lighter December uh, that we're not one hundred percent sure about what what that's going to be. Hoping for the best for Dragon Quest Monsters and Born of Bread, and then uh, Thaumaturge uh, when that comes out early next year, uh, and happy to reveal the first two games out of our ten here for our game, the Thirsty Mage game of the year, Diablo Four, uh, and Final Fantasy Sixteen. Uh, eight more to come; those are going to pop up uh, in episodes, kind of in, in the coming weeks. So stay tuned for those. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious what. But what, uh, game of the year is always a fun time because you get to see like what other outlets have been maybe really, really enjoying, or you you always get to find like a couple of hidden gems that no one really talked about, but then it comes out in a game of the year discussion. And then everyone's like, Oh, well, how do we miss this game? How do we miss this game? There's also the fact that, you know, we're, we're almost at the end of November here, moving into December. Uh, the game awards time uh, of year is also kind of fun. You know, the, the event, the Keeley event that is, you know, there's always some interesting announcements and I don't know if I don't know about you, David. I am very curious to see Grand Theft Auto 6. You know, I think just that they've <laughs> yes. they've they've earned that, I think, from the industry. Uh they've earned that attention, though the all the accolades and sales of Grand Theft Auto 5 were just ridiculous. So
0: I was in Best Buy uh, this weekend and saw someone buying Grand Theft Auto 5 on PS4 and yep. thought, well, yep. what? You, what? <laughs> like how? Like how Long does, does it how does
1: it can, can you continue to sell even on the previous gen consoles it's is kind of brand
0: new box copy of PS4 yeah. Grand yeah. Theft Auto 5.
1: Uh, it's probably pretty close to retail price too. I, I don't, I don't know how much they, they ended up dropping yeah. the price if they're still selling, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, that'll, that'll do it for this episode. Thanks everybody for listening. Again, this is just kind of the start of the game of year discussion for us, two entries down, eight more to go. Uh, if you haven't already, you can find my book, uh, uh, a game in the life. Uh, you can find the, the links to that on the Thirsty Mage website. Check it out there. Uh, more on social media. Again, we're on Amazon. We're on Google Play Books now. Uh, if you have picked it up, I'd love if you left like kind of a review or rating on on Goodreads or wherever you picked it up. That would be awesome. Uh, and yeah, we'll have another episode of Thirsty Mage for you next week. Bye for now.
0: Bye.